Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. I want us to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 41. We're talking about rivers in the desert. Rivers in the desert. And um, I'm going to be sharing... Um, a few things about what we have been talking about the river but I want us to begin with this scripture in Isaiah 41 verse 17 and this is what it says the poor and the needy are seeking water where there is none their tongues are parched with thirst I the Lord will answer them I the God of Israel will not forsake them I will open rivers on the bare heights the King James says I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Praise the Lord. We have been talking about, we have been on a series about the river of God. And I just want to go back from where we started we started by saying that from the very beginning when God created man he put man in a garden and in that garden there was a river and we see that wherever that river went it brought life and the word Eden, which is the place or the garden that God put the man, means the presence of God. Which really means that we were never created to survive outside of the presence of God. Amen? Just like a fish cannot live outside water, you and me are supposed to be preserved by the presence of God. We're supposed to be kept by the presence of God. That's why when God created man, he put him in a garden called his presence. And you know, as we go through life, we face all kinds of battles. We face all kinds of challenges. And, and, and there are many things that are pulling on us. Some of us, we struggle. It could be with finances. It could be with relationships. It could be you know, with all kinds of things. 
But one of the things the enemy has always desired to do is to pull men out of the presence of God. And when man sinned, the first thing that happened is man could no longer be conscious of the presence of God. And every time the presence of God lifts from your life, there's something that will come and begin to torment you and begin to afflict you. And, and there are people that you see who have the money, but they don't have peace. Why? Because they're outside the presence of God. Just like a fish cannot survive outside water, you and I are supposed to be kept by the presence of God. Amen? So the source of the river is the presence of God. The river was flowing from Eden. But when man was cast away from the presence of God, God said the heavens are going to become like brass over you. And he said that the ground beneath you is going to become like a rock. And whatever you're going to get out of the ground, you're going to have to sweat to get it. And man was cast outside into a barren place, which is like a desert place. A desert place is a place where there is no water. It's a place where there is hunger. It's a place where there is thirst. And, 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 and the man was cast outside the presence, outside the place where there was the everybody who is outside God has dryness in them. They may try everything. They may try drugs. They may try men. They may try women. They can try anything, but there's still an emptiness. There's still a void that can only be filled with the presence of God. And, and when you are in the presence of God, the beautiful thing is then you begin to hunger for more. Those who know God want to know more of God. Amen? And the more you have more of God, the more the things of this world stop having their pull on you. That's why I was sharing and saying that church is a place for thirsty people. Jesus Christ himself said, Blessed are they who what? Who hunger and who thirst for righteousness. We are living at a time where people just go to church because it's a good thing to go to church. It's a good thing, you know, to go and be where other people are and, and people have different reasons. But I pray that you will be among the people that when they come to the house of God, you are poor and you are needy. We're not talking about a poverty of material things, but a poverty which is a cry out to God, which is saying, I want more of you. I want more of your power. I want you to touch me. I want you to minister. Needy are seeking water where there is none. So as I was saying, every person that we see on earth, they are poor and needy, but some of them don't even know that they are poor and needy. Praise the Lord. In the book of Revelation, when God was, just Christ was talking to the churches, he talked to a church the church of Laodicea. And I want us to just look at this. These guys thought they were rich. They thought, oh, we have everything. But Jesus Christ told them, 
chapter 3 verse 14 to the angel of the church of the auditions write this thing saith the amen the faithful and the true witness the beginning and the creation of god i know thy works that you are neither hot nor cold i wish you were either cold or hot this was a church these were people that were going to church but they they were neither on fire for God nor were they lost. But they still were going through the motions. It's, it's a dangerous thing to be religious. It's a dangerous thing to have tradition because tradition makes the word of God of no effect. It causes the word of God to cease to have impact in a life. And these were the Laodiceans. And, and, and then, not only that, he says, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. In other words, he's saying, you guys are, are, are making me sick. <laughs> you, you, you're causing me to be sick because you are neither hot nor cold. So I'm just going to have to spit you out of my mouth. And, and then he continues and says, for you say I am rich, I have prospered, I have grown wealthy, and I am in need of nothing. And you do not understand and realize that you're wretched, you're pitiable, you're poor, you're blind and naked. We must be people that are constantly hungering for God, yearning for God. May we never get to a place where we are satisfied with how much we have of God. Hallelujah. So there was a river in the beginning and the river was flowing out of the Garden of Eden. That man was cast out of Eden. But Jesus Christ came and when he came, he made an announcement and he said, in the book of John chapter 7 and verse 37 and we read it last week and says the Bible says he cried out with a loud voice and says whoever is thirsty someone said thirsty so my desire is that we'll be thirsty that an impact church will be put filled with men and women who are thirsty and hungry for the things of God. We are thirsty for the word of God. We are hungry for the word of God. You know, someone who is thirsty, you don't have to remind them to drink. They will look for, for the water. Hallelujah. That's what David had. David said what? As the deer pants for the waters. So my soul thirsts for you. My soul longs for you. When will I come and see you? That's Psalm 42. It says, when will I what? Come and see you. It says, for my tears have become my midday and night. As they ask me, where is your God? You see, until you get to that place when you realize that being in the presence of God is not something to take for granted. When you begin to realize life outside the presence of God, and life in the presence of God, you begin to treasure being in the presence of God. You begin to be, speak like David and says, I would rather live one day in your house than a thousand days elsewhere. Praise the Lord. 
You begin to say, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You will wake up in the morning on Sunday, yearning and, 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 and desiring to be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You will wake up at night when nobody tells you to wake up and spend time in the presence of God. Why? Because there is a hunger. When you're not hungry, they will give you the best food and you just look at it. Are we together, friends? When the poor and needy cry out for me, when they are seeking for water, God says, I will give them the water. I pray that you become hungry for God. I pray that you have that thirst for God. Very interesting. God will never force you to push you. Sometimes he creates situations for us that cause us or cause us to be in a place where we are we have no choice but run to him. Praise the Lord. Has everyone ever been in that place where you feel like God has your, your attention. He's allowed you to go through a situation. But do you know there are people who even go through such situations and they still don't run to God. So it takes the grace of God for us to run back to the house of God. Hallelujah. And now that we are in the house of God, may we be thirsty people. Because it is the thirsty that are filled. Every river has a source. Every river has a source. When, when, when God sent the children of Israel to the Jordan, read very well, it says the waters were cut off many miles at the source. The moment the source dries up, the river will dry up. The moment the source dries up, it doesn't matter how big something looks like. That's why when you read on in the book of Revelation, God speaks to the church and says, you have a name of being alive, but you are dead. It is a dangerous thing for a church to have so many people and yet there is no river flowing. It's a dangerous thing for you to have a form of godliness, yet lack the power. Did you know that you can even pray in tongues and yet have no power? You can do everything that looks on the outside as a Christian thing to do and yet be empty on the inside. You can even preach. There are preachers who are broken and depressed. That's why somebody said you can preach and go to hell. You can teach the word and go to hell. But you can never pray and go to hell. Because it's only in the place of prayer that God begins to show you his greatness. And you can never stand in the greatness of God and still live a court. Oh, someone say, Lord, help me to be thirsty. 
we, we are supposed just to be faithful to what God called us to do. And he asked us to raise for him an altar in Westlands. He, he asked us to raise for him a place where the hungry will come and be fed. Where the thirsty will come and drink. That there will be a river flowing from under this altar. Like the river was flowing in the book of Ezekiel. Last Sunday we were talking about this. The river was flowing from under the altar. The source of the river has to be the altar. As the water flows, it begins to move from ankle deep to, to knee deep to waist deep until it becomes a river that people cannot swim through. And the Bible says wherever that river went, it brought life. I pray that wherever you go, you bring life. At that place of work where you work, may you bring life. At that business, when you're there, may men come and say, something is different about this man. The words that come from his mouth are different. He may look like us, but, but, but there's something, there is a river of life. How do men know that there is a river flowing out of you? Most of the time, it's going to be by the words you speak. Oh, In the book of James, this is what the Bible talks about. And I pray, I pray that the Holy Spirit helps us. That we will be able to minister life. That wife, you'll be able to, to speak life to your husband. That husband you speak life to your wife listen what the bible says this in the book of james chapter 3 verse 10 it says out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing my brethren these things ought not so to be This one says, can both fresh water and salt water? No, for verse 10, verse 10. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Verse 11. It says, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring. So whatever is full of your heart, the mouth is going to bring forth. And one of the ways that men are going to begin to test of the waters that are coming from you is, is, is when you, know, you begin to just speak grace. Hallelujah. Just this morning, I was just sharing with my wife. I said, you know, I know something happened in my life. At the start of 2020, I went through a bad, bad attack. I think the enemy just wanted to take me out. It was terrible. But since that time, God has a way of turning things that are meant for evil. And he turns them around for good. Praise the Lord. Something changed. Hallelujah. I feel like things that used to annoy me, now they don't. Things that used to irritate me, praise the Lord. 
It has made me a different person. I'm definitely a better husband and a better father, you know. Because I find I have more grace. Something broke. Friends, I want you to understand that we are in a spiritual battle. Amen? Sometimes you may just find that you're angry and say, ah, no, I just have an anger problem. That's not an anger problem. It's a devil. It's a demon. You don't cancel a demon. You cast it out. Praise the Lord. You can go every place waiting. What you need is deliverance. Glory to God. You can get all the counseling. You know, these days they even talk about anger management. You just go shout. You know, go out there in the wild where there are just trees and shout at the trees. When you leave, you... No, no, no. You don't cast out devils like that. You command them to leave. Glory to God. So it's a spiritual battle. And there are certain things that unless you deal with them, they will come up back at you and destroy you. But the good thing is when you stay in the presence of God, God begins to deliver you. Hallelujah. Some things you'll be like, man, I used to be angry. How come I'm not angry anymore? Someone said the river. I want the river of life to flow out of me. I want the river of life. But the key thing is you must be thirsty. Someone say thirsty. Now help me preach to your neighbor. Tell them you need to be thirsty. The river cannot flow unless you're thirsty. The source of that river is the presence of God. And the people who will have the river flowing out of them are those who are thirsty for God. Isaiah 55. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55 says, wait and listen. Everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. He who has no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Come, all you are thirsty, come to the waters. You, you see it several times in the scriptures. God is talking about thirsty people because it is only those men who are thirsty that will have the rivers flowing and when the rivers begin to flow out of you the world is going to see the glory of God I see a people that are waiting for you they have been praying for an answer and you're going to be the answer to them I see people who are sick they've been waiting for a miracle and when you walk in that place you're the one who is going to bring life to that place I see a, a nation that has been crying a family that has been crying that needs help and God has raised you at such a time as this yes whichever way you think you are all you have to do is to be thirsty God is not looking for your qualifications you may say I'm not educated God is not looking for your education you may say I'm not eloquent I don't know how to preach God is not looking for that you may say I don't have all the understanding I'm, 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 I'm still messed up no 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 God is not saying those who are clean he's saying those who are thirsty as long as you are thirsty, you will have a source of the river. Oh, glory to God. It is not how much you know. You may, all, your, all the scripture you may know may just be John 3.16. But as long as there is a river, the moment you speak that word, life will begin to come. I want you to open your eyes and see where you are. 
the people that walk into your business every day, the people that walk into that shop every day, the people that you meet every day, now begin to look at them as poor, as needy people that are crying out for water. And you are going to be the source of this water. May you, may, sometimes you may even not know anything to tell them. Just tell them, come to church. I know a place where there is a river. I know a place where when you go, you're going to be satisfied. I know a place where when you go, you're going to be met. When you are thirsty, God will begin to draw men to you. It is a desert place. Isaiah chapter 43. I want you to get this. Hallelujah. The wilderness. The world we are living in is a what? It's a wilderness. It's a dry place. People are, are, are looking. They are hungry. They are thirsty. But they are trying to fill that thirst with the wrong things. They think another shot will take away the thirst. They think another injection will take away the thirst. They think another experience with a man or a woman will take away the thirst. They, they are hungry, but they do not know where to find because as soon as they, that experience is over, they are hungry again. They are thirsty again. But you can go and be like that Samaritan woman. You know, Jesus Christ told the woman, says what? The waters you drink, you're going to thirst again. But I can give you living. Hallelujah. And you will thirst no more. Hallelujah. Let's first see Isaiah 40 and then we'll go to that book of John. Isaiah 43 and verse 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. I don't know whom I'm preaching to today, but God wants you to forget what you've been through. Every time you have dwelt so much on what you have been through, oh, this is who I am. I cannot change. No, there's nothing too hard for God. Amen? You've been saying, this is where I have been. God is saying, forget about those things. Hallelujah. And this is what he says. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it shall spring forth shall you not know it i will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert someone say i am a river in the desert i am a spring in the wilderness as i walk i bring forth life because there is a river flowing out of me. There is life flowing out of me. That's why when I lay my hands on the sick, they can be healed. Why? Because there is a river that flows out of me. That is why I can bring healing in places. Why? Because there is a river. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the presence of God in this place. I feel somebody's life is just being transformed right now. God is bringing life where there's been dryness. God is bringing life where there's been dryness. God is pouring water. He says, I'm going to pour water on the thirsty ground. As long as you are thirsty, God is pouring water on you. 
as long as you're saying god i need more of you god is pouring water on you hallelujah the woman in the in the in the book of john the samaritan woman she was thirsty she had had four has five husbands i think she was now on number six because just christ spoke to her and these are the words Verse for 17. But from verse 17, at least Jesus Christ spoke to her. Let's begin from verse 13. Jesus answered her, All who drink of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever takes a drink of the water that I will give him shall never, no never be thirsty anymore. But the water that I give him shall become a spring of water. That's a, that's a point that I want you to get. When you're thirsty, God gives you water. But it doesn't stop there. That water becomes a, a spring, a river. The other, the, other, the other version says it becomes a well. You begin to walk around as a, a walking well. Praise the Lord. Because out of you there are rivers. In desert places. Listen, continues and say, but the water I give him will become a spring of water, welling up, flowing, bubbling, continually within him until eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty, nor have to come continually all the way here to draw. At this, Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come back here. And the woman answered, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have spoken truly in saying I have no husband. For you have had five husbands and the man you are now living with is not your husband. In this you have spoken truly. Friends, you can jump from one relationship to another. From one man to another, from one woman to another. But the problem is, many times we are looking in people what only God can give. We are, we are trying to fill our expectations. Well, there's no man who can meet 100% your expectations. Every time a man frustrates you, may that drive you to the presence of God. I said every time a woman frustrates you, may that drive you into the presence of God. May you say, God, I know I am frustrated. I know I'm angry. But it's because I've been looking in the wrong place. Can you feel that emptiness in me? Can you heal that brokenness in me? Because sometimes we have brokenness because it came from our parents. It came from our families. We were, we maybe, perhaps we were raised in a dysfunctional place. You never got the love that you needed. You never got the affection that you needed. And now you think this man is going to give you that affection. You think this man is going to give you that love. And you get frustrated because this man is also broken. And you're two broken people trying to help each other. But if, if every one of you can learn to find life in the presence of God. If all of us can learn to run to the presence of God, God is going to begin to heal our broken places. The house of God is a place of thirsty people. Just because I said, whoever comes to me, I'll give them what? 
I'll give them water and that water will begin to bubble up. Someone say, I want the water of God to flow from me. Says that water that I give becomes a what? A spring. A river. That you can go in desert places. I've been to places people, where people don't even know me. I remember a place I walked into. I had been invited to speak and I just spoke a few words. And then this this man who had put this meeting together said, there's something different about you. He says, I just feel refreshed. It's like all of a sudden you just came carrying. You know how, how, how you can, it can be so hot out there. And you stand under a shower of cold water and you're like, oh, so refreshed. Glory to God. That's how we're supposed to be. We walk into places and people will feel like something fresh. Hallelujah. There's something fresh. Someone said, let the waters flow. May the waters flow out of me. May a river of life flow out of me. And bring, may there be healing in the desert places. It could be the barren places, whether it's a barrenness in, in family. Whatever it is, may, may you begin to bring life. That's what I'm talking about, the rivers. When I talk about the river of God, I'm talking about something that will flow from out of you. I pray in the name of Jesus that when the poor and needy come to you, they will find water. I pray in the name of Jesus that when the poor and the needy come to impact church, they will find water in this place. They will find a river in this place. That's why I'm encouraging you. Let's pray. Let's continue to pray. It's good to see you here on Sunday, but I'm encouraging you to even be coming earlier and spend time in prayer so that we create that atmosphere, that river. Amen? By the time we begin praise and worship, the river is already flowing. I encourage you when you find time, be here. In morning glory, come over lunch hour. Every day we're here praying in the evening. If you find yourself in Westlands, come in the presence of God. Why? Because the more you drink, the more you release. You can never give what you don't have. You can never, a river flows out of the overflow of a lake, out of the overflow of another place. So it's only when we are filled up that we can begin to release. Are we together? And the world that we're living in is broken. I don't know how much I can say this, but it's broken. It's dry. People have done everything. They have done the drugs. They have had all the men they could think of. They have had all the women they could think of. They have drunk all the bottles they could think they could drink. They have taken all the drugs, but they are still dry. And only Jesus can satisfy them. I said only Jesus. But before people even know, want to know about your Jesus, something must come out of you. They'll be like, man, I'm refreshed. This is a word this lady just spoke that is different. Hallelujah. I want us to go to this last scripture, Psalm 84. Psalm 84. 
And we're going to read from verse 4. I mean, I love this scripture. Maybe let's just start beginning from the very beginning. From the very beginning. Verse 1, 84. It says, How lovely are your tabernacles, O God of hosts. It's talking about the tabernacles, the house of God. Amen? How lovely is your presence. Friends, I don't know how much I can say this. May you be lovers of the presence of God. May you love. I'm not talking about being lovers of church. It's good to come to church, but lovers of the presence of God. May you be men and women who can wake up in the night. I don't pray because I have a need. In fact, it's been a long time when I just went to pray and I'm just telling God I need this. Many times I even don't pray that, that kind of prayer. Most of the time when I'm in prayer, I just want to be in the presence of God. That's all. I'm not coming to pray because, oh, I have a need. I want God to do this for me. I, I'm just, I just feel good praying, especially in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit, and just doing it for one hour, for maybe more than an hour. There's just a place of, of power. I don't even want to be interrupted. Oh, praise the Lord. Because it's, it's a beautiful place when you begin, when you find it. And that's the place that as a pastor, I want to get you to. That you love the presence of God. You yearn for the presence of God. You are thirsty for the presence of God. You hunger for the presence of God. You, 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 have, you don't have to be reminded, but you're like, David, how lovely. It says, my soul yearns. It even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Let's move on. Even the sparrow has found a home. We don't have any sparrow in this place, but I believe in that temple, there was a sparrow which had built a nest somewhere. Praise the Lord. A nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near the altar. This bird had decided to, I think whoever wrote this psalm, it was not David, I've just seen but they, they saw a sparrow that this sparrow at least has decided to put a nest next to the altar. Praise the Lord. And he continues verse 4. He says, Blessed are those who dwell. Dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. And then it continues and says, Blessed is the man who finds his strength in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. So that's a point I wanted to say. In life, you will face anything. Places that will be valleys of weeping. Days that will be evil days. Times that will be hard times. But when you have found strength in the house of God, when you have dwelt in the house of God, you carry life. That even when you're walking through a valley of weeping, you make it a place of springs. Oh, hallelujah. The more you spend in the presence of God, the more life cannot 
kill you. Life cannot destroy you. Instead, when you walk in a place which is a desert place, you bring water. You get a place of weeping. You bring life there. You play a place of weeping. You bring joy there because you have been in the presence of God. Bible says even the young men can get weary. Even the youth get exhausted. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will find your strength in the presence of God. That you will find your strength in the house of God that no matter what life throws at you you will be able to bounce back and say I have something greater there is something on the inside of me I know I'm walking through a wilderness the valley of Baca was a wilderness it was a dry place it was a place that people would go and they would be so thirsty that they would begin to weep they would begin to cry the Bible says even when you go through that valley you will make it a well of springs can we rise up to our feet right now in the name of Jesus? Touch your belly once again. We did this last Sunday, the other Sunday. But I want you just to touch your belly and say, Lord, may life flow out of me. Blessed the message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, Third Floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Thank you.